0: Get out of bed and do things you like. Life is too short to not do that. You know, and follow your own path and find people who aren't negative towards what you want to do. If you if you hang out with people who just try to discourage you from what you want to do, they kind of have a problem, not you. And, you know, people need to be themselves. And everyone that doesn't have to be an artist, but let's let the people who want to be artists be artists.
1: Welcome to Local Wire, a community news service podcast that brings Vermont news to your ears. My name is Manny Guskey, and I'll be your host for this episode. Today, I'm going to talk about what it's like to be an artist in Vermont. I interviewed visual artist and writer Doug Knapp.
0: When I started doing art again, I just liked it so much, like I, I guess I said a little while ago, that I I wanted to do it all day. I didn't want to do it as a hobby. I wanted to get up in the morning and do art all day. And so that's kind of what I did.
1: Painter and illustrator Eliza Phillip. Ever since I was younger, like
0: I would I was
2: always just like doing really well in my art classes and just like putting extra effort into projects, because I, I just love projects. Like, I love building things um and, like, figuring things out like that. And I, I kind of, like, always have, like, this vision in my mind of, like, what I want to create, and then, like, seeing that come to life is really cool.
1: And contemporary realist painter Katie Rondi. You know, we think of, like, artists as, like,
3: possessed by the art, and you just have to do it. And, like, in a sense, I've been that way. Like, I always drew growing up, and it was really, like, a... So much of it was like, I'm good at this. Therefore, I'm going to do it to like show off and like make myself legitimate in the world.
1: While Rundy was a teacher for three years in 2010, just like the other artists, she has done art her whole life, even going commercial at age 14.
3: My, my childhood conception of being an artist was doing art festivals because there was this great art festival um, in Rochester, New York called the Corn Hill Arts Festival. And I would see it every year. And like that would like the artists had their booths and they were selling their paintings in there. And that was being an artist to me. Like that was it. And so I wanted to do that. That was my life goal. And um, at 14, I applied and got in um, by blind jury. So I was like, it, this is it. Like I've made it. And going commercial that young was a terrible idea. Like I burned out completely. Like I could I had a, like super intense, like the hyper focus you get when you have ADD, like I had like hyper focus as a kid and I could just lock in for like 10 hours in a day. And um, yeah, so I, I churned out a lot of work for that festival and burned myself out completely. And that's when I really turned to music.
1: Rundi didn't always want to be an artist and she didn't go to art school. Actually, once she graduated from school, her mom decided to go that route.
3: Just seeing her going day, day after day at first, I was like, that sounds like hell. This is why I didn't go into art. I never want to do that. And then for some reason, by the end, I was just like, wait a minute. I don't like, you know, it wasn't even a conscious moment. It was just something. And they just kind of turned that direction and went, yeah, It's it's not as clear as it should be. But I know, I know her doing that had something to do with empowering me to do it as well. I didn't go the traditional art school method. I didn't feel like the the artiste. um, Part of that was being a realist painter. The message I had gotten all along the way is that, you know, cameras can do that that's not really, that's not relevant anymore. And so I felt like that that art world is not my world where you have to do something kind of that only the elite understand or that is somehow profound in some kind of, you know, other way.
1: Just like Rundi, Nap hesitated to go into the art world at first because of those external voices.
0: It's really fun to draw. Um, and it always has been for me. But again I wasn't encouraged to do things that I liked I was encouraged to do things that you know make money or something like that pick something you like and stay with it if you really like it and seem to you have to have some sort of talent but give your permission yourself permission to do it and and keep doing it
1: Besides the external voices, the internal voices can also be harmful. Here is Eliza Phillip.
2: Imposter syndrome is like so real. And I've, I definitely have that. And I've been like working to like appreciate my own art, but like everyone's art is worth seeing. And like the more that you put yourself out there, I think like the more you'll be rewarded. And like, yeah, it's just like worth it to try at least. And if that's something that you want to do, you should not let anything stop you.
3: You have to have like, blind faith in yourself and your work keep moving forward through all the insecurity that is inevitable i don't think there's any point in the process where you're just like i've made it now you have to have this blind faith in yourself and do it and at the same time you somehow have to like get your ego out of the way a so the work is good and like sincere and like b so that you don't take all your rejections as reflections of you as a human being
1: Some of the other struggles these artists have gone through is getting clients and staying afloat.
2: It's definitely a hustle and a struggle. Um, You, like, it's just not a reliable source of income. And it's just like a constant hustle. Like, you just have to, like, try to take any opportunity you can get, um, especially when you're starting out new. I would wake up every morning and follow, like, 200 people a day. Um, To try to like get more eyes on my artwork and then I was able, once I had like a pretty good following, I was able to start selling my work through Instagram instead of putting it up on the Champlain Black Market.
3: I think it's hard to make a living in art anywhere. I wouldn't recommend it just like for fun. It's been brutal, brutal. I wouldn't change it. But I've worked myself into legitimate exhaustion. The way I've gotten through it is actually in a Vermonte way by being able to do a bunch of different things. It's such a Vermonte thing to do. Like I'm gonna teach yoga, and I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And for me, having music kind of balanced balanced out the um, isolated part of studio art, um but also helped me make a living. It really helped me stay afloat.
1: These artists elaborated on what it's like to do art in Vermont.
0: Being an artist, it's tricky. It's a hard thing. Who knows if it would be different, but I would imagine that it's probably pretty hard being an artist anywhere. Vermont's a good place to, to make art. You know, it's cheaper rent and stuff. Although in Burlington, it's pretty expensive. Having things up
2: in different places around Burlington has been awesome.
3: Vermont in general is a wonderful place to be if you want to separate yourself from the hum of the, like that insistent hum of like cultural, kind of like cultural hegemony, like what the art world is telling you to do, it's a good place to come and be free really. And I feel like the art world reflects that here. And and like all the artists I've met here, there's not as much ego as you can run into elsewhere.
1: After working in the Vermont art space for roughly 25 years, Knapp has realized that his work is best when he strictly focuses on his own creations rather than anyone else's.
0: I just, I, you know, I kind of like to just do my own thing. But is anyone's thing their total own thing? You know, probably not. You know, we all come from different places, sort of. If, if you know what I mean. Is anyone truly, truly, truly original? I doubt it.
2: My goal is to just be as inclusive as possible and to brighten people's day. So like, that's like where the color choices come in. And yeah, just for people to be able to see themselves in the artwork or just to be able to relate to it. It would be really cool to just like have more eyes on my work and I think like ultimately I would love to like travel and do art projects in different places in the world and just like meet different artists and be in like different artistic places and just be inspired by that. The best part I would say about it is just like meeting people that are really inspired by the artwork and just talking to them and seeing their face when like they get a piece from me. Also, I just love it. Like I love painting and I love drawing. So when I'm able to like do that stuff, it's just a reminder that like of why I'm doing it.
0: Be really in touch with your feelings. Try to find out what you like, what makes you feel good and do that. Or try to find a way to do that. We all have to do things we don't like. And there's of course, Even within doing something that I like called art, there's parts of that, that sometimes you don't feel like doing.
3: Before I could really draw people, animals were my favorite subject because they were alive and people are just like upping, upping the ante. Like there's that spark of like individual that's there and you like, that's what's really exciting. When I started to dig a little more into theology in my late 20s, it got even more exciting just having the sense of like that div- that spark of the divine in each person, like that transcendent part of each person. Painting is already kind of like puts you in a Zen state where you can work for like five hours and not even realize you have to pee because like you're just in, in there. Um, it's kind of like a radical being in the moment. Um, and so adding that, kind of like attunement to attunement to that that is sacred in an individual is just like it's like the most exciting thing
1: i am maya and you've been listening to local wire be sure to check out our podcast for more vermont news stories by searching local wire wherever you get your podcasts